Welcome back to the Yellow Box Podcast. This week, we are joined by our lead pastor, Dave Ferguson, as we continue our series, Moving Mountains. For more information, please visit us at www.communitychristian.org. And remember, you can always find us on Sundays at the Yellow Box at 9.30 a.m., 11.15 a.m., and 5 p.m. We hope to see you there. All right, good morning, Yellow Box. Good morning, good morning. Um, we, the last couple of weeks, we've been in this series called Moving Mountains. And if you've been with us, you know we've been asking you to pick one thing. Pick one thing in your life that is kind of this mountain-sized obstacle that you really, I mean, you, they just, it just has got to get out of the way. You just, it's just got to be moved. And uh, we've been praying. We've all kind of agreed together to pray every day. In some cases, we're fasting as well along with that that God will move those mountains in our lives. And we're, kind of, we're just trusting Jesus in this verse that he gives to us in Matthew 17. He said, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it'll move. Nothing will be impossible for you. That comes straight from Jesus, straight to you. Now, personally, um, this, is, this has been a very encouraging series already. I've had people tell me, uh, they started two weeks ago, and they were, they were praying for a job. They got a job. Uh, I had someone else tell me that they got some really sad, kind of scary news, that there was a growth, a tumor. Um, they got word back that it was not malignant, which is awesome. Um, I had another couple tell me that they were praying about their marriage, kind of as a last-ditch effort, and they got very clear, I won't go into the details, very specific answered prayer, and they actually ripped up the legal documents that they were Starting to go through to, to file a divorce. So that's good stuff right there, huh? So, already, already. I mean, we could just kind of be done. Okay, let's all go home, right? It's already been a good series. And in some ways, I mean, did you expect anything different? I mean, who isn't for prayer, right? I mean, everybody is for prayer. And especially answered prayer, right? Answered prayer, that's even better. But here's what I want to do today, okay? What I want to do today is I want us to not just talk about prayer, but instead I want to kind of all take the next step and I want to talk to you about healing prayer. I don't want to just talk about prayer. I want to take kind of the next step from this journey. I want to talk about healing prayer. And by healing prayer, I mean praying you, specifically you, praying for people to be healed. Physically, emotionally, mentally. Asking God to do the miraculous. And not just talk about it, okay? We're not just, not just kind of talk about it, but actually do it. And, and, and I want to be clear, not just me do it, but I'm talking about you all, okay? You all out there, you doing it. How do you, how do you feel about that? How are you feeling about that? You're going, uh, did it get a little weird in here now? You're going, uh, I, I don't know. I kind of like when we just kind of talk about stuff, don't actually do anything. Um, here's, here's, the, here's the thing. For me, when I talk about prayer, we're talking about prayer. That's kind of like, that's fine, right? Prayer's kind of familiar. I mean, I, 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 I kind of get that. But then if you throw in this kind of like healing prayer, all of a sudden, I mean, well, to be honest with you, I, I actually, the first thing that comes to mind is I think of this. Just relax. Cherry hat, section four, row F. You, sir, in the brown jacket, I feel a burden you're carrying. Who, me? Yes, sir. Now stand up and tell me if I'm hearing the Lord right. You're having a problem with your neighbor, am I right? I sure am. Building a fence, gonna harm your kids, right? Yes, sir. Well, the Lord tells me Amazing. the best thing to do an enemy is you make them your friend. You talk to them and serve them up your best fried chicken. 
Because yours is the best in the county, ain't it, ma'am? You know it is. Well, boy, I'd love to get me some of that. Now come on up and thank the Lord for his saving. <laughs> Fishing cap, section four, row out. You, sir, come up on stage and be cured of your gambling. That's incredible. Section one, pink moo-moo. She lost her job at the mill. And you, ma'am, in the nice pink dress, deceive the Lord and you will find another job. Section three, first row, the white shirt, back problem. And you, sir, believe in the Lord and cure your backaches. Same section, yellow shirt, hearing problem. And you, sir, in the yellow shirt, come on up on stage. Problem. <laughs> oh man, it's just so brutal, so brutal. Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of keeping it real here because when I think of healing, and especially when we talk about healing prayer, I mean that's kind of my, my first thought goes there. I'm Steve Martin, that old that, you know movie, and um, that's my first thought. But then my second thought, my second thought is like a polar opposite thought, and the second thought is then about Jesus. Because I've read the Gospels, I've read those first four books of the Bible, it's called the biographies of Jesus right there. And I know that all throughout that, I mean, it's kind of like chock-a-block of him healing people. He healed a guy who was born blind. He healed a man who couldn't speak. He healed a woman who'd been crippled for 18 years. I mean, I could go on and on. In fact, I mean, I just kind of copied and threw this up on the PowerPoint. Look at this. Let's go to this next slide here. Look at this. This is just right out of a Bible encyclopedia. 37 different miracles. 37 different miracles that Jesus did just in the Gospels. And then it goes on to say, and that's not even all of them. That's just some of the things that he did. Now, it's one thing for Jesus to be involved in healing so many people. But then Jesus looks at his followers, okay, back in the day, back in the the Gospel of John. He looks at his followers, he looks in the eye, and then he says this. Look at this, he says this. He says, what I'm about to tell you, here's true. Anybody who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. And in fact, you can do even greater things. I want you to let that rattle your cage just for a little bit, okay? We talked about this three weeks ago, but this verse, it it, it applies when we're talking about today's big idea too. For For those early followers, okay, to hear this coming from Jesus, it had to be just stunning. Because they had seen lepers who had scaly, broken, oozing skin suddenly become clean and whole. They witnessed a paralyzed man whose legs were were, were limp as rags, suddenly kind of leap for joy. They were there in that moment. And imagine this, when when that blind man opened his eyes for the very first time and he saw his family and friends. They experienced all of that. And now Jesus is looking at them and he's saying, hey, you're gonna do what I've been doing. And I, I, I I wanna make sure everybody in this room, you really wrestle with this. Because Jesus' followers back then are no different than Jesus' followers today. What he says to them back then applies also to us in 2018 today. You're going to do what I've been doing. So, I don't know, I don't know about you, but when I hear kind of this whole, a conversation about healing prayer, there's part of me that is, it's kind of skeptical. And again, under the, just being brutally honest, there's times I've prayed for people and they did not get better, Right? There's people that I've prayed for, I've seen prayed for, who died. So as part of me, again, again, I get a little. But on the other hand, there's also a part of me that's, that's 
just spiritually curious and also want to be obedient to what Jesus said. I mean, Jesus did it and he said that we could do it and we should do it. So that's why we decided, you know what, in the series on prayer, we we need to talk about this because here's the thing. We want to be a church and we want to be a people, a community of people that are relentless about following Jesus. Are you with me on that one? We want to be relentless about following Jesus. We want, to, we want to obey Jesus. We want to try to imitate Jesus. And more importantly, we want to be Jesus to a lost and hurting world. Now, I think when we just overall, when we look overall, we look at Jesus. There, there were a few things that really kind of drew people to Jesus. I mean, when you think about the things that drew people to Jesus, I mean, first of all, one of them was his teaching. I mean, it was so compelling, so radical. And, and, and it makes life work. And so we, we want to... We want to follow his teaching, and share his teaching, but also his love. There's no greater force in the universe than his love, grace. It is life-transforming, eternity-altering. And so we want to experience his love and share his love. But then there's also this. We can't, if you read the Gospels, his miracles. It was a big part of his difference-making came through healing. And so as a church, we, want, we do. We want, we want to live by his teaching. We want to experience and share his love. But we also want to ask God Ask God to do miracles. So I'll tell you what, here's what what we're going to do today. Um, How many of you remember uh, chemistry class from high school? Chemistry class? Yeah, a lot of enthusiasm there for chemistry class. (laughs) Now, the way I remember remember chemistry class, it was kind of a, uh, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was lecture. And then on Friday, you'd have what? That's exactly right. So you'd have lecture and then you'd have, and then you'd have lab. So um, that's what we're going to do today. So welcome to healing prayer class. All right, and uh, part of the day is going to be lecture, and then part of it is going to be lab, where I actually ask you to kind of experiment with this, okay? Now, I just, before you get too weird, everybody gets an A, okay? So turn to the next person, go, A, you get an A, you get an A, everybody gets an A, A plus, A plus, all right? We all get an A plus, so don't worry about that part, okay? So let me set up the lecture, let me set up the lecture. Um, in just a second, what we're doing, we're going to watch, actually watch a 12-minute interview that I did with some friends of mine who actually are from the U.K., who have a lot more experience and a lot more expertise in this topic of healing prayer. And their names are Alex and Hannah Absalom. For me personally, um, I, I would I just confess, this is still something that is relatively new to me, um, at least in practice, and I'm guessing probably for a lot of you. Um, so let me tell you a story that kind of set me on this path. This goes back a number of years before we hear from Alex and Hannah. Um, I, was in my, I was in my 20s, and I was playing basketball in a church league. So I'm playing some hoops in this church league, and we were actually playing, and I was playing for one church, and then we were playing this other church team, and this other church team, they believed and they practiced all the stuff we're talking about today around healing prayer. Now, at that point in time, I, of course, I thought it was possible, I thought it was at least theoretically possible, but I didn't really ever, like, actually see it happening, right? Somebody, are you with me? So that's, that was what was going on. So we're playing, we're playing basketball, the middle of the basketball game, and I remember... I had the basketball, and, uh, I, and I drove, I was driving the lane on the right side, and I was going up for a slam dunk. <laughs> Just seeing if you're still with me. Okay, so no, this body is never going to dunk. So that didn't happen, but I was going up for a layup. I was going up for a layup, and a guy from another team undercuts me. He undercuts me, and you know, it's kind of one of those. I came down awkwardly on my, on my knee, and I could feel it, and I heard this pop. Yeah, it was brutal. And um, I mean, and immediately... I was just like in excruciating pain. Um, I'm holding my knee, kind of rolling around. I mean, it was, it, was, it was pretty bad. Without hesitation, 
the guys from the other team all gathered around me. One of them put their hand on my knee and started praying for me. I mean, I, just, I mean, you know, you don't, I just, you know, you don't expect that. And I'm not kidding you. Instantaneously, instantaneously, I felt the pain go away. I mean, as bad as it was, well, hold on before you applaud. Okay. <laughs> Because it, it, was, it was like one of the weirdest experiences ever. Because I'm just telling you, it was really, really, really bad. And all of a sudden, it's gone. In fact, it was, it, it, it was so pronounced, the difference, that I remember in that moment, I kind of got a smile on my face. And I looked at all five of those guys looking down on me. And I said, you guys better stop praying or I'm going to start believing in that stuff. That's how, that's how powerful it was in the moment. Well, then the next day, though, the pain was back. So that's weird. Right, I know. Sorry, bummer. Um, it was back. And um, I went to the doctor and he told me, yeah. You have ruptured your anterior crucial ligament, and you're going to have to have surgery. And that was particularly a bummer because it was like two or three weeks, two weeks, I was going to be, we were getting married. Right. So like, you know, right. Crutches, cast for your wedding and honeymoon. Mm, not, not a great idea. Um, so I'm now kind of curious about this healing prayer thing. So um, I remember in James chapter five, verse 14, it says, if any of you are sick, call on the elders and ask them to pray, pray for you so you can be healed. So I got the elders at my home church, and I said, hey, would you, guys just, would you guys just pray for me like it says in the Bible? And, of course, they believed the Bible, so they're like, sure, we'll, we'll pray for you. And so I remember it was in the church library. They all prayed for me to be healed. I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, I want to do some stress tests to see about the extent of the injury and everything. And he did, the, he did like a handful of different stress tests. And then he came back, and he said, um, he had kind of a smirk on his face. He said, I don't know what to tell you, but... Um, you passed all the stress tests. And um, I'm, I'm not recommending surgery for your knee. So I, I look back on that experience, and I don't know, did the other basketball team's prayers do it? Did the elders' prayers do it? I don't know, but I just know in that moment, like God decided for me at that point to heal my knee. And so... Probably ever since then, I mean, there's been a part of me that's very curious and also wanted to be obedient on this topic. But I don't really feel like I have a lot of expertise. So we reached out to Alex and Hannah to share some of their expertise in their, in their experience. And uh, here's what they had to say to us. Alex and Hannah, I want to say thank you very much uh, for joining me and, of course, mm-hmm. joining all of us. Um, I'm kind of introducing you to our community family, but we've been yeah. friends for quite some mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they don't know is Alex and Hannah have led churches both in the U.K. and yes. also in the U.S., um, really have had quite an influence on a number of leaders around the world, um, but also particularly even at communities. Recently, you met with some of our staff team on this topic that we're dealing with today of healing prayer. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what, let's just, let's just jump right in. Because on this topic, uh, for us, um, this is this kind of, I mean, candidly, kind of a more of a brand new topic that we're beginning to really explore that we do see in Scripture. So for those of us that feel a little uncomfortable and maybe even a little anxious about this, mm-hmm. um, if you could just talk for a little bit about kind of why this is so important and even... You know, what does the Bible have to say about this? It's very clear, it's unarguable that Jesus heals the sick and that he commands and and equips his disciples to do it, even actually before they really knew much theology. Mm. So you have an example, say, in Luke chapter 9, and the very beginning where Jesus is sending out the 12 and he's commanding them to go and to heal the sick as well as proclaim the kingdom. Or you go to 
Uh, Mark chapter 6, I think it's about verse 12, 13, a, a very similar narrative where Jesus is telling them to go out and to heal the sick wherever they go. Uh, you could go to thinking about Paul's ministry, and he talks about how his, he, he comes not with eloquent words, but with signs and uh, or demonstrations of the Holy Spirit's power. So that's 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and Romans 13 talk about. It. So there's lots of examples. Then you could go into some of the teaching about the gifts of the Spirit as well. Sure. So there's lots and lots of stuff in the Bible which tells us that it's thoroughly biblical to be uh, people who are seeking to bring healing to the sick. Um, now, I think what happens is sometimes we can either not have experienced this ourselves, so we get nervous, or maybe we've seen bad models and we back away, think, oh, it's a bit flaky. Or perhaps we just think, oh, God could never use me, I'm not holy enough. Uh, to which the answer is, of course, well, you're not holy enough. It's, it's not about you, it's about Jesus working through you. Well, let me tell a story. So a few weeks ago, we're uh, walking in our neighbourhood, walking the dog, running to a neighbour, and um, he's talking about his upcoming trip to Japan and how excited he is, but he's just a bit nervous because of the long flight because he's got a back problem. So Alex says, do you know, I'd love to pray for you. So we're in the street outside our home, and he puts his hand on his shoulder, says a quick prayer, and the next morning, Alex gets a text from this neighbour and says, hey, I've, I've got no more pain. I'm completely better. So he goes on his vacation and he comes back and uh, still absolutely great. And we start to meet and interact with a few of his family and friends. And the way he introduces Alex is by saying, let me introduce you to the guy who healed me. So, yeah, it's cool. That's awesome. Probably a, a good part, a good number of the people that are part of community. I mean, maybe they grew up in kind of a Catholic background, mm. uh, so this wasn't a part of their growing up years, um, or maybe really no church background at all. Mm. So let's say, yeah, there's somebody in your, your your family that's sick, or you have a neighbor that's sick, and there is something inside you going like, man, I heard this teaching about this. Maybe I should pray for them and see if God would do something really supernatural. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know this may seem like a silly question, but like kind of nuts and bolts. Mm. Like, I mean, how do you actually do it? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a great question. So if if Alex and my friend and we've been chatting and he says, oh, I've got this real headache, then probably my heart at some point would be pounding. I know God's saying you need to pray for him. And so I go, okay, I'm going to do this. And um, so I'd, I'd say, Alex, is it okay if I pray for you? I think God would really want to come mm-hmm. and touch you. And he, he says yes. And so what I do is I, I, if it's appropriate, I put my hand on his shoulder and I just wait for a few seconds, 10, 20 seconds, and just ask God quietly in my head, is, is there something that he particularly wants to say or do in this moment? And then I pray, I just pray a quick, non-religious prayer, something like, Lord, thank you that you love Alex, thank you that you desire to come and heal him, and we just pray that you would do that right now, you come and take this headache away. In the name of Jesus, amen. And then I would check in with him at some point, whether it's right away or at some point following by text or something, and just see what's happened. And if there's any sign of something's happening, you celebrate it, and if not, you say, right, I'm going to continue to pray. There's no, like, magic words. No. Because so, the power isn't mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. No. The, the power is God. Correct. And if you think in the Bible, God, you, if you look at the way Jesus heals people, he does it differently. Some, one point, he spits in the dirt and mm. puts it on somebody's eyes, and somebody, sometimes, another time he just commands them to be healed. So Jesus does it differently. It's definitely no magic for us to mm. follow. Correct. And one of the things I've found, too, is the offer of just to pray for people. Mm. Almost no matter where they are regarding Jesus... Um, most people kind of see that almost as like a, almost like a compliment. It's mm-hmm. like an extension of kind of like, oh, you're again, kind of like you're for me. And even if they're not even sure they believe, 
it's still like a very kind gesture, like, oh, I'll be thinking of you. And then almost yeah. everybody's receptive. Is that part yeah. of what you're yeah. suggesting? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's such a privilege that we have to actually pray for people because when you're praying for somebody, you are asking God's presence to come. And so the number of times that we've just been praying for somebody, whether it's healing or something completely different, and they have a God encounter. And at the end of the prayer, they've got tears in their eyes and they're just, thank you, thank you, whether it's healing or whatever. And it is profound and it is humbling mm. that God would use us in that process. And I think almost by not praying, we're missing out. Yeah. Mm. I'm assuming your batting average is in a thousand. To use a baseball <laughs> metaphor, okay? Correct. Okay. So, if someone's not healed, how do you, how do you explain that? Yeah. So I would say that there's two answers. It's both a theological and also a pastoral answer. And if you just have one without the other, you go right. So if it's just theological, you come across as harsh. If it's purely pastoral, you can end up being a bit wishy-washy. Okay. So uh, I'll do the theological one maybe. And then so theologically, uh, we would say healing is to the body what forgiveness is to the soul. In other words, they're both one through what Jesus did through his death on the cross and through his resurrection and ascension. Uh, we can't do either of those things in our own strength. Um, and sickness does not come from God. And the reason I, I feel confident saying sickness doesn't come from God is because you can't give what you don't have. And in the Bible, it's very clear. It says in heaven, there's no sickness, there's no sin, there's no death, there's no tears of pain. And Jesus says that when he comes to earth, he, he describes his ministry as being about he's saying, I've, I'm here to bring God's kingdom in the here and now and in the present. And so that means that what Jesus is trying to do is bring heaven to earth today, mm -hmm. clearly. And so therefore, um, but he also makes clear that uh, his kingdom is both present but not fully present yet until he comes again. So we're in this in-between time between Jesus has come once, he's going to come again. And when he comes again, finally, obviously, all the powers of evil are finally wiped out. We're in this in-between time where um, we're in a spiritual battle. And so part of one of the battlefields where that's worked out on is in the area of healing. So we're meant to join with Jesus and his ministry of healing, but also keep persevering when it doesn't happen how we'd want it to be. Now I was going to say pastorally or in a very practical um, uh, setting or whatever, um, when my non-believing friend isn't instantly healed, in some ways, they're almost not that bothered by that because I think they're so touched by the fact that we've actually prayed for them and that compassion has come across to them that that's almost the main thing at that point mm -hmm. and um, they just feel loved and valued. If healing hasn't happened, I will say to them, well, I'm going to continue mm -hmm. to pray for you and then I need to remember to actually mm -hmm. continue yeah. to pray for them. Mm -hmm. I want to touch on this just a little bit because I think there's been times where this has kind of been abused too. So, like, sometimes people might say, well, if you had more faith, mm. right? I don't know if you've ever had that, or had that experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, how would you respond to that? If you had more faith, maybe you'd be healed. Yes. So I'd say never, uh, I'd never ever blame the person who was sick. Mm. I wouldn't blame myself and I wouldn't blame God. I think that the challenge in those situations is it's almost just going back to God and saying, God, what, what's going on here, perhaps? Um, but also I think there's actually um, a challenge to us as a community. So for, for you guys as a church family, uh, which is how do we raise the water table of faith so that we, so we use your analogy, how, how can we as a church family see our batting average rise mm. over time? And we've been in churches where we've seen that happen and it, you don't get too perfect. But I think you can get better where you have a culture where we learn how to pray, we learn how to listen to God, we, our faith grows together and so I think when we don't see someone here, when we're with friends and, and some of you 
watching will be yourself. We've got family friends who are facing long-term, serious, major illnesses. Mm -hmm. And I think part of our job as a church family is we gather around and we keep persevering. And we love and serve and do all those things. But we keep persevering in prayer alongside you. And we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep fighting. And we're going to keep fighting with you because that's what we're called to do as followers of Jesus. Well, do me a favor. Um, give, give us another story, because I, mean, I think stories are one of the ways that we begin to kind of see ourselves yeah. perhaps doing this sometimes. We were, as you know, uh, in uh, River Tree Christian Church oh. in Northeast Ohio for a long time. And uh, in one, at the end of one service, we um, uh, did an invitation. If you want healing, come to the front. We'll pray for you after the service ends. Uh, this young woman in her early 20s comes up. She's visiting, from, visiting her parents. She's from lives in New York. And she comes up and says uh, she's got stage four ovarian cancer. The doctors have basically said, we can't do a lot more other than just make you comfortable. And so, uh, you know, it was massively weighty. She was, we spent some time praying with her. Several of us prayed with her. And um, in that moment, there was a real sense of God encountering her. Um, and so she, she obviously, you know, time goes, she goes home. And uh, she gets back in touch uh, a number of weeks later saying she's been back to her doctors and they can't find any trace of the cancer anywhere. And they keep sending her for more tests and more tests. And eventually on her medical notes, uh, the doctors wrote, this is a miracle, I have no explanation. <laughs> Not a Christian doctor. Yeah. And then uh, when we left the church, we eventually moved on from Ohio after being there five years. And so it, it's, this was a while later. Her parents wrote to us twice, actually. Uh, just lovely cards saying our daughter stayed completely healthy. She's engaged. She's getting married next month. We are just so grateful to God. For what he did. Uh, as a community of people who want to continue to grow in following Jesus and everything that God has for us, I mean, what challenge would you have for us? I think God wants to use every single one of you, and he wants to minister through you to those people around you and bring healing, deliverance, and life. Mm. And, and I would say, uh, perhaps back to something I mentioned earlier, which is, what would it look like for you as a community to spur one another on, to step into this? And don't be defeated if sometimes, you know, it doesn't happen how you want it to be, but to celebrate the good things and say, how can we as community Christians just see that water table of faith rise and we start to see our, our batting rate improve in, in this area? Good. Alex, thank you very much. Pleasure. Anna, thank you very much. Yeah. Really, I'm great, super grateful for what you've done with our staff team and now what you've done with our, our church. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. interesting stuff, huh? Okay, so that's the lecture part, right? And then after the lecture comes what? There you go. That's right, lab, putting it into practice. So I was thinking about some of the stuff that, uh, that we learned from, from the Absaloms, and, uh, and here's the challenge I have for you. I would, I would like to challenge each and every one of you as you walk out those doors, and also this morning, to begin to look for opportunities for where can you pray for family? Where can you pray for friends? Where can you pray for people that God's going to bring your way? Now, and to kind of just give you some real practical suggestions so it'll kind of stick, stick, in, stick in your brain about, like, okay, here's how I can do this. Let me just give you a real simple tool, a real simple tool, and we're just going to spell out the word HEAL, okay? And I think this will be helpful to you. And HEAL, the first, the first letter in HEAL stands for H, and H stands for HOW, all right? And, and H stands for HOW, and HOW just simply means you begin this process by asking, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? And again, what we talked about even in the video, my experience has been that anytime you pray for somebody, whether they're believers or not, almost everybody considers it a, a compliment and a kind of an extension of, of love for them. But when people are hurting physically, they're even more open to spiritual things and more open to your prayer. So um, when someone says, you know, I'm gonna have a surgery next, next week, then you just say, oh, 
how could I pray for you? When someone says something like, oh, yeah, I, man, I got these headaches and won't go away, you might say, oh, how could I pray for you? Or someone says, man, I, this, this, this back pain is just, I mean, it's keeping me from getting, getting things done, you know, how can I pray for you? And so the first part is don't assume you know the answer, but start with this H, how can I pray for you? Then the E, okay, and again, is, is explain. Explain to the person, okay, that you're going to pray for, because they may have never been exposed to this before. Explain what you're going to do. Explain, I'm just going to put my hand on your shoulder, and uh, then I'm just going to ask God, because God says sometimes he wants to do this, that he, ask God to heal you. And I, I would also explain that <laughs> this is not a power that I suddenly think I have, all right? This is a power that I believe God has. And we're just, I just would like to ask God, if you're okay with that, for him to heal you. And then the A is, is the actual ask. And that's when, and, and, and one of the things I picked up from Hannah too, I think is really good, is just pause for a moment and ask God. Say, God, is there anything you want to tell me? Maybe there's something he wants you to say. But then if not, then go ahead and then just ask out loud for God to heal that person. And, and I would encourage you to, um, like she said to, please don't try to use like fancy religious words. Don't try to, don't let it get weird, okay? Because it's not about you. It's about God doing something and he's just choosing to work through you. And the pressure's not on you when you pray for someone, right? The pressure's not on you. This is all about God. And then the last part then, after you've prayed for them, then you ask, how can I pray for you? Explain what you're gonna do. You ask God to pray for them and then you listen to the person you just prayed for. Did you feel anything? Do you feel any different? And listen to what they have to say. And sometimes... I mean, sometimes, I mean, God, like what they talked about, sometimes in that moment it happens. Sometimes it happens over time. And in those times where it doesn't happen, okay, if nothing changes, then you remember, you listen and say, hey, I'm going to continue to pray for you. All right, you got it? So H, how can I pray for you? E, explain what you're going to do. A, ask God for healing for that person. And then L, follow up by loving and listening to that person. All right? So now we're going to do it. And um, I'm going to give you a few ways to put this into practice, okay? Um, we're going to have a time of communion. And I think it makes sense for us to start with communion. And as you do, we're going to ask you to, and we do this occasionally around here, to get up out of your seat as you're ready, to go to your right, and then come down. We have uh, communion stations back here in the back. We also have in the front. So go to your right, come down, take the bread, take the cup, and uh, take it on your own as you're ready, on your own. We won't be doing it together, but on your own. And... Um, let this, be a, this time be an important reminder uh, that healing only comes from God. The prophet Isaiah, he foretold about Jesus coming and he actually said this. He said, talking about Jesus, he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds, both in the here and now, and ultimately, like Alex talked about, we are healed. We are healed. So after you've taken communion, and we're going to have about 10 minutes of worship. The band's going to sing a couple songs, give a chance to worship. But I also want to give you, during that time, for you to have a chance to put this into practice. So there's three different ways you can put it into practice. All right? The first way is this. Maybe you're supposed to pray for somebody near you. Maybe there's somebody with you who's a friend or a family member who you know uh, physically. Or maybe emotionally. There's some things going on. And... Um, and you just kind of feel led going, oh man, I, yeah, I should be praying for them. And so go ahead and do it. How can I pray for you? Explain what we're going to do. Ask God to heal them and then listen and love them. So that's the first one. How can I pray for you? 
For some of you, maybe you're here and you're going, there's not really anybody here that I feel like I should be praying for. But maybe there's someone who comes to mind. Probably every one of us in the room has somebody that comes to mind going like, you know what? Boy, they're really struggling with this physically. I'm just, I want to intercede. I want to talk to God and ask God to do that. And so after you've taken communion back to your seat, you can just ask, ask God for their healing. But then there's a third one too, okay? And the third one is for you, for you to actually receive prayer. Um, our prayer teams are uh, going to be in the back of the room, okay, on the other side of the, of the sound and the audio and tech booth back there. They're going to be back in the back of the room. So after you've come forward for communion, if the whole time you're going like, man, what I really need is I need someone to pray for me because of what I'm going through right now, then I would just keep walking, go to the back of the room, and there's some of our staff people and some of our prayer team, they're there to pray for you. And I'll tell you what, for some of you, it might be something really big. It might be a surgery that's coming up. It might be a diagnosis you got from the doctor that's got you scared to death or you're worried about. Or it might be something really small that you just woke up this morning with and you would love for it to go away. <laughs> right? You might even be thinking, ah, I don't know, Dave, this, this, that feels a little weird to me. Um, I'll be honest with you. I actually had a conversation with, this, with, with the prayer team leader said, don't make it weird. <laughs> And here's why I don't want them to make it weird. Because if the power is really in, comes from God, right? Then it's not about us saying the right words. That's one thing. I want God to get the credit. But the second thing, I would also love for you to go back there, get prayed for, hopefully healed. And then you walk away and go like, wow, that wasn't much. I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. So that we leave as a whole community of people going like, yeah, we should, we should be doing this. So um, I'll tell you what, if, if there's something going on with you um, where you need that, Go to the back room and let them do that. All right? So I'll tell you what. I'm going to say a prayer. You can come forward for communion. You can either pray for someone near you, pray for someone who comes to mind, or receive prayer in the back of the room. Let's pray right now. Father God, we know that you are a healing God. We see it over and over again as you came to earth in the person of Jesus and you... Um, 37 different times it's, it's documented there and then it says there's more than that that you did that and so Lord um, then you went on and told us that we could do it and that you wanted you wanted us to advance your mission this is just one more way and so Lord I ask that you give us courage I ask that you give us boldness I ask that you give us obedience and even kind of a submissiveness to your will and uh, to be that kind of people for one another and also to be open to receiving it ourselves And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.